Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Friday, WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Our Friday diamond discussion brought to you by Red Door Jewelers in downtown Randolph, where every visit is a home run. It's not quite Major League Baseball draft season, but it's rapidly (laughs) approaching Major League Baseball draft season. The draft is coming up in the middle of July. And while we're all concerned with what the Red Sox are going to do at the number four pick in the draft, we're also concerned about the fate of one Owen Kellington, who is a senior at U32 High School right here in central Vermont. And he's had dominant numbers this year. As we talk right now, 92 strikeouts and 32 innings of play. He's allowed seven batted balls in play this entire season, and he's got a fastball upwards of 94 miles an hour right now. So who better to talk about Owen with than the guy who knows everything about the Major League Draft? It's Nathan Rohde over at the Prep Baseball Report. Nathan, it has been a while since we spoke. (laughs) It is good to talk to you again. Likewise, Brady. Yeah, it has been a while. We're just talking you know, a little off air about some of the Northeast guys that we've discussed over the years. And uh, it may not be draft season for everybody, but draft season for me is 12 months a year. So <laughs> it's, uh, we're definitely getting, getting toward the finish line here. You know, I don't expect you at this point to be an expert on every single player all around the country at the prep level. Let me ask you <laughs> this. Have you heard Owen Kellington's names in circles yet? Yes, I have. Actually, I did a swing through the Northeast this year. I didn't get all the way up to Vermont, uh, but obviously I have a lot of uh, friends that are scouts for major league teams up there. Um, and as I was kind of putting my trip together and asking guys like, Hey, when's this guy throw in? What games are good? Where should I go? Um, I was talking to a friend that was on his way to see Owen Kellington. Hmm. So the name definitely, uh, is, is, is bouncing around a little bit out there and he sounds, uh, quite, in, quite intriguing. You know, he's committed to UConn. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. UConn has obviously produced a number of major leaguers. George Springer mm-hmm. on the offensive side of things. Matt Barnes here with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. As we try to figure out if Owen Kellington gets drafted, will he go to pro levels or will he go to UConn? Tell us about UConn. Why is that a good place for him to go if he goes there? They've just shown recently a track record of producing players, of getting guys uh, on the campus that – you know, maybe they're, it's more about projection than right now for them at a la, you know, a George Springer or Matt Barnes. I know Springer had like a little bit of buzz on him out of high school. I was at baseball America at the time. And I remember Aaron fit was doing the Northeast. He's with D one baseball.com now. And, um, he had notes on Springer in high school and his conversations with scouts. And sure enough, a few years later, he's a first rounder. Um, but they've just, continued that track record of producing the guys getting the ones out of high school that can develop into top prospects. And, um, that's continued. You got the Winkle brothers, um, you know, that, that had some buzz coming out of high school. They ended up on campus, uh, you know, and still are, are names to be, uh, known in the draft. Um, so just continuing that trend is helpful for their program because they know that, you know, a lot of guys, they want to play pro ball, but they also want to, make sure that they get their value, their full value. So they know, like if I bypass now, there's still a good chance that I go to UConn and develop and turn into a guy uh, that's still considered, you know, in the early rounds. In a 40 round draft year, I would say Owen Kellington probably gets drafted 94 miles an hour. Great curveball, really good numbers, but this Mm -hmm. is not a 40 round draft year. The major league draft this year is 20 rounds. Mm -hmm. How does that impact a prep pitchers chances of getting drafted 
I don't think you'll see a, a huge effect. Obviously, we won't have as many of those "quote unquote" late round flyers of yeah. the you know the thirty fifth Kamar Rocker. I think was a thirty seventh round pick <laughs> or something like that out of high school. Very easily could have been a top ten pick on his stuff, but. 38th round, you take him, you know you're not going to sign him, but you take him so that he's not supposedly a free agent. We'll see certainly 20 rounds less of that. Um, and I think you'll see a lot more picks that are signable guys. So a guy like Owen Kellington, if he doesn't go you know, in the top five rounds, maybe he falls in that 11th to 13th round, which is where we see a lot of the you know, the guys that you know, didn't get picked early because maybe their number was questionable or you didn't get a good read on assignability. So you take them in the 11th round and then you have conversations with them throughout the summer. And then maybe you sign them because the number comes down from what it was or for whatever reason. But if you don't sign them, it doesn't count against you in your draft pool. You don't miss out on that money. Um, so it's a little bit less risk. So could still see that with him, but you know, as far as the late round guy that's picked just to be picked, uh, we'll certainly see a lot less of that. Nathan Rohde, the prep baseball report with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV. It's our Friday diamond discussion. Thanks to red door jewelers in downtown Randolph. I mentioned the numbers off the bat. I mean, seven batted balls in play <laughs> as we talk right now, you know, he had a, uh, a 20 K out of 21 outs the other day mm -hmm. when he pitched. Those numbers are great, but I also contextualize it by saying he's playing in Vermont high school baseball. Sure. How does that, how does where a guy grows up impact what their projectability is, draftability, et cetera? It's, it definitely is a big deal. It, you know, they're looking at what you're doing uh, against the competition. And if, uh, you know, if Owen Kellington is doing that in Southern California, that raises his stock that much because he's playing in California. If he did things like that on the summer circuit last year, that obviously elevates uh, his stock because he's doing it against tougher competition. Now, for him specifically playing in Vermont, putting up those numbers, I don't think it elevates his stock, um, you know, just kind of talking about the level of competition, but it doesn't hurt him either playing there and putting up those numbers because basically the narrative then becomes, well, he's doing what he should do. Hmm. And by that, it, it gives, it doesn't give you pause in the fact of like, Oh wait, you know, this guy's pitching in Vermont. He's up to 94, but he's losing games or he's giving up hits. Like he shouldn't be doing that. What are we missing here? Right now, Callington putting up those numbers, he's doing exactly what he should do for the talent that he is has playing in the area that he is. You know, we talked a couple of years ago when I was working in New York, and I remember the conversation then was about how are Northeastern players viewed? Guys that mm -hmm. can't play as often, guys that can't play as long. How is that five years later? I mean, a Northeastern pitcher, is that viewed as a guy who, hey, great, he's not worn out because he can't play 12 months a year? Or is that viewed mm -hmm. as like, we haven't seen him do it enough? it's I think it's it's changed a little bit and um, we've had this I had this conversation actually a few years ago about um a Wisconsin kid Gavin Lux who's played yeah, yeah. in the big leagues uh already and it was you know at the time when he was getting drafted it was like the track record for Wisconsin high school bats is not good because they don't play tough competition but then if you look at the individual and Gavin Lux, it's like, well, yeah, but he played on the circuit all last summer. He tried out for team USA, you know, at tournament of stars, he was at the area code game. So he, he played against these good hitters. Um, it was just his spring competition. Wasn't that great. So we had a deeper track record with the summer circuit and that has only continued to grow over the years. So 
I think it it becomes more individual than that overarching conversation about Northeast guys. So we talked about, you know, we talked about Ian Anderson off air and like, you know, he was a quote unquote fresh arm. He pitched in the Northeast, didn't, you know, throw, didn't have a whole lot of miles on there. So that was attractive. Um, I don't think it's quite like that. Like it used to be because so many guys have so many opportunities to play over the summer, but I, so it comes down to the individual, you know, maybe taking Ian Anderson and, Maybe he doesn't do a lot on the summer circuit, but pitches in the spring. It's still a low mileage arm, but there could be a guy like Ian Anderson who has pitched a ton on the summer circuit. So you got to look at more of the individual as opposed to the, uh, the entire region. Now, some of it's still true, but you still got to do your homework on the, uh, on the single singular player. You know, I asked you a minute ago, if where he's from holds him back, but could I flip it the other way is does where he's from actually help him just in the sense that like when we talk about Ian Anderson, who's playing for the Braves. He came from a very big high school, a reputable state championship caliber program. You mm-hmm. knew he was getting good coaching and he was much more refined with an Owen Kellington coming out of Vermont. Can I say, look, he's doing this and there's still a likelihood he's pretty raw given, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, he hasn't played as much on the travel circuit, the coaching he might be getting at the high school level. And there hasn't, there's not as much private instruction in Vermont. Do people look at that and say, he's doing all this and there's likely still more there. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, you take a guy like that and we talk about the raw talent. If he's doing what he's doing, he's got the talent that he does, but he hasn't received a lot of instruction. I don't know for him specifically the instruction that he's received or the people that he's working with, but if that's the case, then and if you as a team have done your homework and realize, oh yeah, you know, we basically you're getting a Blake Canvas that has this raw talent. So now if we put him with our player development program, you could argue that the ceiling is is really high because it's like, well, he's got all this stuff with no instruction and no help. So what can we do? What can we unlock or tap into when we put him into the development system that we have? Yeah, Vermont has developed in the last year a kind of driveline type mm-hmm. facility, but that's really been it. So you're talking about like, and he goes there. So it's like, a year of that kind of coaching, mm-hmm. not 10 years of that kind of coaching. Um, right. I wanted to ask you this before I get you out of here. Um, you see players drafted from all around the country every year, and a lot of them are from small towns like Owen Kellington is. When a player gets drafted and puts their town or their area on the circuit, what does that do for a baseball community? I mean, it can really ignite uh, a community and you know get them into baseball. You know, I'm a big proponent of you know, community baseball and not necessarily like, I mean, I obviously I like travel baseball. I get to go around the country and see really good players all on one team, but I also do love the kind of that community feel of baseball. Like I played in a little league yeah. ball up through high school. Like when my high school team was really good because we played together from the time that we were nine years old, all the yeah. way up to high school. And there's something to that. So, but then an Owen Kellington type it could ignite, you know, young children if they know who he is they go to the ballpark when they're young to see him play for the high school team that could get them into baseball and their friends into baseball and um you know we, i talked about that a few years ago when kansas city was looking they had joey wentz they had riley pint um you know nolan williams they were all in the kansas city metro area and it was the year after the royals won the world yeah. series mm. you could feel the buzz you could feel the passion for baseball there um and could see the potential of it kind of igniting uh, the area for for the future so it's certainly possible well in the time i've been here in five years vermont has had two high school players drafted rain supple uh, was drafted by the rockies theo mcdowell out of high school drafted by mm-hmm. the rangers um nathan i'll get you out of here one red sox related question i mentioned red sox have the fourth pick overall 
These are names you're definitely going to be very familiar with. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell me I got a chance at Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter at number four out of Vanderbilt. You're telling me there's a chance. Yes, <laughs> there there is a chance. If you had asked me that you know, a few months ago, I would probably said keep dreaming. Uh, but as we all know, this is a 12-month process. It, it's not a three-month process. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, not to mention that for a lot of ways, unfortunately, the MLB draft isn't necessarily about – talent it's about talent crossed with accounting and yeah. strategy so is kamar rocker and and jack Leiter are they the two best guys uh talent wise in the draft i think so I, I think the high school guys behind them as well as henry davis at louisville certainly are in the conversation but kamar rocker and jack Leiter right now for me are the two most talented guys are they going to go one two on talent I, it's hard to say right now because the money plays into it but after, you know, some rocky starts, you know, a missed weekend here, there, whatever, I think the Red Sox chances are certainly a lot higher than they were a few uh, a few months ago to get guys like that. And honestly, if you're picking at four and there's there's five guys, two, three guys are going to be off the board and you're still going to have a pretty good pick of the litter when you get when your name gets called. Well, Major League Draft coming up in mid-July, right before the MLB All-Star Game. Nathan mm -hmm. Rohde of the Prep Baseball Report, Director of Scouting, with us on the Brady Farkas Show here. Shedding some light on the Sox, but also on U32 star pitcher Owen Kellington and his draft chances and uh, probabilities that he goes in the draft as well. Nathan, man, appreciate it. Good to reconnect. We'll do it again here uh, maybe in a month or so. We'll see what happens. That sounds great, Brady.